This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 29 is made possible by Blueberry Markets. Get yourself set up right for 2022. Chaos in the markets is expected, and you want to take advantage of that. We do this here in the investing world, but in the trading world, chaos is one of our best friends. And you want to be set up with a broker with top-level customer service backing you up along the way. So if you're outside of the United States, here's what you do. You go down to the show notes and click on the Blueberry Markets link. That takes you to the blog. The blog will give you all the information you need, including my link at the bottom. Click that link. Receive a cashback bonus and your own personal customer service representative. So if things get a bit too chaotic, you will not have to worry about the safety of your money in your account. And if you're inside the United States, I have a great link for you down below in the show notes as well. It is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast, and uh, this is not an episode I really like doing. You almost never see me do episodes like this that seem more topical and more current. Uh, Because after all, we are long-term investors. The majority of stories in the news cycle just don't affect us, nor should they. Staying on top of these news stories on a daily basis or even a weekly basis to me it just leads to a lot of unnecessary stress and, frankly, subpar results long-term. Just be right and sit tight. Uh, but there are things that happen in the news cycle that are long-term events and have direct results on what we are trying to do here. They are not frequent, uh, but they do happen. And in my opinion, two of them happened within the same 10-day period. Uh, So we need to maybe talk about those now and just kind of get them out of the way so we can move on to other things. Now, I also don't like doing episodes like this because it involves politics. I would always say on the Forex trading videos, we stay politically agnostic here because it really serves us none to inject politics into our trading. And really, even though every single one of us has a political bias, and yes, I do leak mine out a little bit when I'm talking about things like capitalism. However... The people who are actually good at this and have made their fortunes on this type of investing in the past are able to take a step back and just understand that things are what they are. But they also know which events and which political systems have a positive or negative effect on what it is they are investing in. So I do think it needs to be discussed. Now, please don't make me regret this. If I even mention politics for five seconds on a video or a podcast, it's here come the lunatics in the comment section. And then I get this big back and forth that I simply don't want. People who argue politics on social media are a dime a dozen. It's a bunch of senseless back and forth that goes nowhere. Would you like to be one of those people too? Well, me neither. So let's not be one of those people together and hash this out and see what we can do. So the first story I'd like to talk about is the presidential election in Chile. Um, Now, why is it such a big deal to us? Well, if you've seen my copper video in particular, you know that Peru and Chile hold the vast majority of the world's copper. And we need copper really bad if we're going to build anything, especially all of the things we want to build. Whether it's old technology, new technology, green technology, it all needs copper. We already don't have much of it. Supplies are dropping. And the two countries that have the most of it have elected political figures who are not expected to be very friendly to the copper mining business. On the copper video, we talked about Peru's Pedro Castillo. 
Uh, he had just gotten elected at the time or just hadn't been in office for very long. So he hadn't really gotten a chance to see um, what his presidency would produce in terms of the overall danger some of the copper miners face out there, and the silver miners too, for that matter. Uh, but so far, it has gone according to plan. Thousands of miners have actually left the country because they don't think there's any future there. You know, most Peruvian mining stocks have continued to suffer. Now, much of the drop was already priced in before the election because we knew there was a decent chance he was going to win. Uh, but he did win by a slim margin, and so far, like we said, it has gone the way many of us have expected it to go. Now comes Chile. Chile elects Gabriel Boric. Um, depending on what source you draw from, he is either a leftist or a socialist. Uh, Wikipedia is calling him a social convergence, whatever that means. So look past that for a moment and look at some of the things he was promising during his campaign. Because as we all know, politicians want power, and they want to remain in power. So if you can get about 55% of the vote, which is very good, which is what he did, and you keep your promises to those people, well, there's a good chance you will get elected next time through. And Boric was running on more liberal policies, more freedom and more autonomy for indigenous peoples, uh, which is always a red flag when it comes to mining, and higher taxes. Now we all want what's best for the people of Chile, and maybe Gabriel Boric will bring this to them. Uh, but as mining investors, this is generally not good. And if I had exposure in Chile, which I currently do not, I'm almost positive I don't, but I would be quite cautious going forward. If you want a deeper knowledge as to why, go back to episode five of this podcast, where we did an episode on jurisdictional risk. Now, in the very short term, what was the reaction to all this? Well, the price of copper went up, no surprise. It had a very good week. And because of that, a lot of your large miners that we have talked about on this podcast as well, and a lot of pure Chilean mining stocks, despite the news, also had an up week. Very interesting. Um, now, how do I plan on playing this in the future? Well, I am already exposed to copper outside of South America, and now I am even more bullish on copper mining stocks that are not in those two countries. They do exist. Uh, we have not spent much time on them so far. We kind of need to. Uh, but I am far more interested in increasing my position there than I was before. The supply was already so bad. And now it looks like it has an above average chance of getting even worse. But that's good for investors. So take this very seriously and keep your eyes open on this space. If you have not pulled the trigger on copper mining stocks yet, you may want to consider it. This is not investment advice. Don't do anything I say. Uh, but keep your eyes open. Now, in that copper video, I also talked about possibly gaining exposure to the Chilean peso. I later said in a video after that that I was no longer interested in the Chilean peso because of some of the things they were already doing to their copper miners in terms of royalties and taxes. You know, overall, I really hope Chile doesn't kill their golden goose, but damn it, it just might happen. So moving on, on Sunday, I think it was, uh, Senator Manchin, who was a Democratic senator, flipped to the other side on this one particular issue, and that is the Build Back Better bill uh, that pretty much everybody thought was going to get passed, um, but it didn't. Now, we have talked on this show about the large infrastructure bill that finally did pass. A lot of people out there, because I was getting emails already on this, don't know the difference between the two or don't even know that these are two separate bills. They are not the same bill. The one that we contrarians are more interested in has already passed. The Build Back Better bill had a lot more to do with social programs, 
taxes, things like that. But the one piece that did concern a lot of um, investors in particular is the climate change aspect to this bill. Now, unfortunately, there's not a lot of great information on what exactly goes into that part, but it doesn't really matter. Again, I'm not trying to predict the future here, but I don't think this is going to have a big impact because the narrative still has not changed. And barring a huge energy crisis that completely turns the tides of public sentiment, this whole narrative is not going anywhere. And we can absolutely profit off of it. And we have already spoken on this podcast how to do that several times. Plus, the part we cared about the most, the infrastructure bill, has passed. So things like copper, things like in episode 10, water. Um, All four United States water ETFs closed higher this week. Um, Not much higher, but, uh, but they were generally unaffected. So from a contrarian investor point of view, it's game on, in my opinion. Plus, Biden even said that this whole bill isn't officially dead yet. I'm not quite sure what he meant by that, but there might be other attempts to get something like this passed in the future. Now, for all those crypto investors out there, you know, what does this mean for us? Well, unfortunately, the part that was screwing with crypto was in the infrastructure bill, not the Build Back Better bill. But then again, it's still very early in that game, too. There will be many attempts to amend the wording in that bill in the future. And this is absolutely a situation that needs to be monitored too. So VP, you said a whole lot of nothing during this entire podcast. uh, But look, I didn't say anything conclusive because there is not anything conclusive. Uh, But please understand my point. We thankfully don't have to pay too much attention to the daily news cycle. But every once in a while, uh, there are large mandates and large elections that absolutely will affect us as contrarian investors at some point. And those are the ones you need to stay on top of. And if you're ever wondering which types of news stories to stay on top of, well, now hopefully you have a clearer picture. Because at the end of the day, all we're trying to do is make sure the probabilities are on our side as best as we possibly can. But there are a sliver of a fraction of a percentage of news events out there that can either be the catalyst we were looking for this whole time, or the one thing that derails our positions entirely. Stay on top of these. Do not be lazy here. Maintain the mantra of being right and sitting tight. Or you can maintain the mantra of knowing that we are not crazy. We are just early. Please do not turn my YouTube comment section into a shit show, and happy holidays, everybody.